minutes of our lives inside Either we're in traffic at work or close eyes How about we all agree that it's way overdue to take back our lives Welcome back, guys, to the Work Wherever podcast. My name is Sydney. I'm Roy. We've got Roy here. Hi. Hi. Hello. It's been a while. It I'm has. to be back. It's been too long. We need to have you on more, which we, will. we had you on last week, two weeks ago. It would have been, yeah, two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then I did an interview with Spike. That'll be out. I think it's a great interview. That was out last week once yeah. this one goes out. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, which Destiny... Uh, is no longer on. She's back at college, but she did create an Excel sheet. Did she share it with you? That has all of the shows that we've ever done. No. And then the topics of them. How did she find that out? Did you make I, her I, watch I, every single one? I Roy? had her go that back. That sounds like torture. Yeah, actually. I had her go back so that we could pull and go. Oh, I feel like we talked about this before. Oh yeah, it was on episode. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I would use for that? I would say I would give the link to AI and I would say watch this and give me a summary of what we talked about. That's can it do that? I think it probably. Can. I'm 100 percent sure it can like, do listen that. Listen to this episode and tell me what it does. Well, it can do for meetings. It, right. So if we it can summarize a like conversations or uploaded a video of our podcast to let's say Microsoft Stream and said it was a meeting, yeah, and then had Copilot give us the cliff notes on it well there has to be a way to do it because i use like for clips or reels yeah. of the podcast i just put in the link yeah or i upload the video and it automatically creates reels and names them yeah right so it knows what we're talking about so i would like something's watching the entire video so i don't see why That's it wouldn't right. be able to just They're summarize watching, right i don't understand why it wouldn't be able to just summarize it, it i bet it is I no it something definitely can i'll i'll ai that we'll have see. to figure that out so, Des, if you're listening, we'll chat GPT update that. the Excel sheet with whatever we're going to talk about today, <laughs> which if you're new to this podcast, first welcome. Um, there are four different versions of this podcast. We have the Roy's Rants, that's me and myself, typically with a tw- tinfoil hat on. I'm talking about AI automation. Sometimes they get a little technical. Sometimes they're more conspiracy. I don't know. I don't like to call them conspiracy because they're not conspiracy. It's like he says those hypotheticals, the you know? hypotheticals we'll say. right um, but like with high probability with high probability <laughs> hypotheticals so we have those allegedly allegedly then we have uh internet hotspot that's what we have today yeah that's with sydney and we go to the internet we pull out some articles that we believe are relevant to the topic of discussion around automation ai and or remote work and then we have homegrown with Haley. that's Haley and i Haley's my wife and we talk about it's more of like a lifestyle podcast of what it is how we work wherever how we're able to homeschool and how we're able to do different things and then we have like a full length or an interview episode and I, we've done a few of those yeah actually how about that i told <laughs> you they were coming nobody believed okay. me uh so we've done like four 
I think, interviews. So yeah. we did Katrina, we did Angela, we did Elise, Tom? right? We did Elise, we did Tony. That's right, we did Tony. We did Alex. Alex and Spike. So maybe we've done eight. Yeah. So I guess we've done basically one a month in terms because we probably we had just a do a lot more of back. these. So it yeah. seems like so far we do so many of these. I mean, we do these sometimes twice a week. Yeah. Uh, usually once a week, but yeah. So yeah, we've been which we were doing two podcasts. We it tried was a doing lot. it was just too and much. And then Roy got behind and didn't I film did. enough. It was and my then fault. I was like, hey Roy. Well, you stopped back. coming over and you know, we didn't want to hang out anymore. <laughs> I'd say, Roy, do you want me to come over today? And you say, No, I'm too busy. Yeah. Don't come over. That is true. So So we're gonna go back to the Monday format. That seemed to be working the best. I got the best views, that got the best. It seems like you guys really want to listen on Mondays. So that's what we're going back to. Monday Monday, Monday podcasts. It's, that's what does the best. Friday podcasts, not so much. Monday podcasts, a lot better. So here we are back on Mondays where we belong. And we're doing a, a hot spot episode again with Sydney here. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's so much a hot spot. It's not an article that I pulled, but it is about a little, I guess, webinar that I yeah. did today. And a couple other people from um, Capital Presence did as well. But talking about AI, uh, it's called The Future of Work, Leading Innovation in an Era of AI powered productivity. And then this was done by Microsoft. Right. Um, so we are Microsoft partners. So Microsoft partners get access to certain webinars and certain topics of discussion. Yeah. This was one of them that they sent to their partners. We joined. And uh, how many of them? There's like three people? Three people, yeah, from yeah. Capital Presence. But I, within probably the first two minutes, one of our other coworkers, he messaged me and was like, well, okay, this is pretty much like your podcast in a right they're like webinar. This, right hey so, they're, they're copying you guys so which <laughs> yeah they're copying us. that's basically what i said i basically what i said to uh, austin who was one of our team members who was on the podcast or uh on the webinar rather mm -hmm. and he was like you know this is basically what you guys are talking about in the top podcast and i said well it's good to know that we're we're, we're on, on track yeah like Microsoft did just did a whole webinar of what we've been talking about for a year. Literally, specifically. And I thought it was funny too. I messaged you as well, like within this past week. And I know like on the podcast before you've talked a little bit about like technical debt. Yeah. And I messaged you. I said like, Roy, like within the first, and we've talked about it a lot within the company too, like talking about how we want to do a guidebook and things like right. that. And within the first two minutes, they messaged, they mentioned they called it digital debt but what they call it digital debt yeah yeah same thing same, but same thing i was like oh, how does he know oh well i've been it's weird though it's it was strange it is weird but it's like i can see these things like right. i know i'm a visionary i have my pulse on the industry that i just i know what's coming yeah you know and it's it's we were way ahead of it when we started the business in like 16, 14, really, where SharePoint, at that time it was 2010, SharePoint 2010, and you could build workflows. And I was like, we need to, this is like prime automation. We should be automating all this stuff within 365 and we need to be building an intranet. And I basically built a website, internal website with automation and new employee onboarding and all this stuff for the FDA. And then it became best practice. And I was like, I'm onto something. And then, Microsoft Teams, I remember downloading Microsoft Teams in 2016 because that's when you can see when our industry, when our organization got Teams and really? it was like August. I just updated it to a new version today. Do you like it? 
It looks the same. Oh, I did. I downloaded the new Outlook the other day, and I hate it. Yeah. Initially, I, I don't mind it, it now. I, I've been using the new Outlook. I don't mind it anymore. But I got the new Teams this week too, and I like it. I do. It's. I think it kind of gets to the point where you have to like you have to use it, it or else right? like, like it starts you, messing up. Right. You can like switch <laughs> it back for a little bit, but then soon it's just going to be Teams. It's not going to be new Teams. Right. But we started using Teams in August of 2016, and I remember downloading and be like, "What is this?" And then we were like, oh, and we started developing use cases around it. And then lo and behold, that becomes best practice set out by Microsoft. Um, it's so we've, crazy. we've been ahead of these things. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy once when it's utilized correctly as well. Because we had like SharePoint at our my old job and yeah. it was not like there was no rhyme or reason. It was so confusing. Right. But then just now box. looking at it, I'm like, how did how yeah, like did why? we mess up that badly right. how is it that confusing well, when microsoft does a really good job of giving people tools and then not right. explaining what they do or why they're there sure. and then leaving it up to the industry people like us to to write the governance rules for them and you know i've never been named a microsoft mvp microsoft <laughs> but i believe I'm way far ahead of the curve than any of the other MVPs out there. I mean, the, I follow a ton of MVPs on Twitter, and we've had MVPs he follows on this so show. so much, and then he sends it and all to me. I'm, <laughs> and they are, most of them, I won't say all of them, but most of the MVPs are reactionary, and then they just push what Microsoft wants you to push. Yeah. I am not that way. I have been very proactive in my approach saying this is going to be the way. And this podcast is an episode or a, a uh, evident of that, Yeah, that we've been way ahead of the curve. So I was, I was very happy when Austin messaged me and he was like, uh, and then you messaged it me, is. which I'm it's writing, I'm writing a book. I saw you writing a book. Yeah. I, in our call, you did say that you I'm said you were going to do like seven now. pages a day. Oh, really? I'm seven chapters. Yeah. So I, yeah. And it's all about like, this like automation how to implement automation you know what's where it's going you know how to write governance around it so i'm seven chapters and i've never been seven chapters into a book before i've decided that i was writing a book before i get like two chapters in i'm like eh, i don't want to write about this but i'm That's seven exciting. chapters in i have the next five to six chapters already outlined so it'll be like oh, 13 14 chapters you have the perfect platform to talk about it anyways. yeah so we'll see. Well, maybe I'll give maybe I'll give a few away. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah, let's get into this webinar. Yeah. So the future of work again, leading innovation in the era of AI powered productivity. Um, this mainly had to do with Copilot. Yeah. Um, which we talked about. Co they are pushing it pretty hard recently um, in Microsoft. So this is just from like the email they sent beforehand um, saying surveys show that 70% of employees are eager to have AI reduce their workload. Mm -hmm. um, if your workload is filled with manual administrative tasks like data entry and time tracking, you may or may not have time to develop innovative breakthroughs. So with AI powering your team, you'll see an increase in productivity, which is exactly what we say all the time. Yeah. Help make your job easier. Utilizing I mean, AI, don't get rid of people. That's right. That's the whole point here is people are afraid of AI because they're afraid of Terminator scenarios or they're afraid that's going to take their job and they're afraid of. And, you know, if you've listened to the Spike interview, Spike lays out a very interesting scenario. Um, go listen to that interview because Spike and I break down. AI and, and future of AI and what it could mean for the human race. And we get into like space travel and, 
it was a fun episode it was I'm like excited. basically like a roy's rant episode with another person who well, like, like you guys can be best friends right i, I love spike he, he's been on the podcast before he, which he said after the episode he was like we got to do this again oh good so i love spike great good guy. i'm excited to edit it and yeah so go listen to that and but outside of the whole like 100 years from now 200 years from now what is ai and what does it do to humans today you need to be utilizing ai to increase your efficiency yeah. not to replace humans that is a it's, it needs to be a human centric design approach so the humans are still making the decisions and the artificial intelligence is the one giving them information and it should be checked right yeah. Yes. We, we talked a lot about how artificial intelligence is not very smart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We were trying to verify. My husband and I were trying to do like the little. Is that fun to say? It's like weird to get used to. Yeah. It's fine to say, but right. it's strange like changing. You just, like, I, have to, like, I still to have think to think about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. But we were doing like the capture where you like have to click the pictures. Like, oh, right. click all the ones of the motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Probably did it for like 30 minutes last night. And you're, but you're teaching. <laughs> he kept an saying, AI. like, you're incorrect. I'm like, no, I don't think you're, I am. You're teaching an AI what to think. I know. That's yeah. all I thought about the whole time. Those captures, like, show me pictures of a bicycle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, not only are you proving well, that you're human, but you're teaching a, an algorithm what a bicycle is at the same time. And it was for Steam, which is like an AI. Yeah. They're AI games, anyway. So yeah. I just thought it was funny. But. Yeah, so they opened this um, webinar out with a couple of statistics. Um, and this is what I messaged you about was digital debt is costing us innovation. Yeah. Um, so here they said 64% of employees don't have enough time or energy to do their job. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very much <laughs> uh -huh. so. 50%, 57% of employees' time is spent communicating. Right. And 43% of employees' time is spent creating. 43 so that's a minority of their time. Mm -hmm. So 57 communicating, 43. Did I get those numbers right? Yep. 57 communicating, 43 creating. But a majority of people are saying that they do not have enough time to do their job because they spend most of their time having to communicate it. Right. Um, if you're spending the majority of your time communicating, either trying to find out information, clarify information, then how can you really be totally productive exactly so that's where ai comes in um and then they have a couple more statistics here that said what employees want from ai mm -hmm. um so the main ones being uh 86 finding info and answers which right i definitely that's use like, a lot that's the chat gpt model, yeah right yeah um 80 summarizing meetings and action items so right. definitely which that's what we that. talked about right before we yep did we in the intro yeah it is right yeah okay. so not summarizing crazy, not right? just meetings but um summarizing you know anything it can watch something can summarize a podcast it can mm -hmm. um which could be helpful too when we are trying reviewing, to figure out like what podcasts are useful to every reviewing person. meeting notes reviewing emails that's what i really love about ai so there's like one ai that i use pretty regularly and it's like you haven't responded to this email which I get a ton of emails. I don't check my email. I really don't. Like I check it like a couple times a day. Right. Um, and then I'll just bulk go through it. Cause most of the, if I were to check every single email that comes in, most of it's spam. Right. Yeah. So I keep my outlook minimized and I'm like, okay, in the morning I'll check it like noon. I'll check it. And then typically at the end of the day, I'll check it. And then I'm just basically like delete, 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 delete. Right? Yeah. It's great at that. Um, but they mentioned later in this podcast, in this webinar as well, 
um, how they were using it to kind of summarize like which team members talked the most, who used the most minutes, oh. and what subjects they spent the most time on. That's pretty cool. Um, to kind of get a better gauge of that, which That's I thought your was co-pilot? interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which I thought was interesting as well. Um, seventy-nine percent analytical work. Anal- yeah. Right. Work. Which that's if what we've been pumping do, like, this actual... whole time. So our other coworker Clay did something really cool yesterday. We were on a meeting and he was trying to figure out something with Power BI. Uh-huh. Um, and he had some sort of it wasn't ChatGPT, but it was some sort of AI yeah. thing like that. And he put like the formula yeah. in, and it uh-huh. fixed it. It didn't fix it. It told him what it was saying, mm. like in human words. Oh. So it was saying like. This is saying if so and so, if value is equal to 15 days before this happens and yeah. this happens, ah, which is super yeah. cool. Yeah. So that's Copilot. So Copilot runs in the Power Platform. So Power BI is part of the Power Platform. And you can take that's called Power Effects, is what that language is. Yeah. And if you take the Power Effects and you put it in a Copilot and you tell it, like, what the hell am I doing? That's right. what that is. Because we were it's trying ex- to figure, like, find right. an error or because something wasn't yeah. happening correctly. And he's like, well, this is what it's saying. Yeah. So yeah, I, that and was then you cool. take that information as a developer and you say, "Oh, thank you, Copilot," and then you can fix it exactly. and amend it and manipulate it to do what it is that you want to do, yeah. saving you tons of technical debt. Oh, tons! And my husband again, like when ChatGPT first came out, and like I had been talking about it on the podcast for right. weeks, and he right. like just discovered it. And I'm like, "Okay, right. well, clearly okay. you don't yes. watch Tell the podcast." Tell me about what you've learned. Yeah, That's exactly. Cool. He's like, "You can put all these formulas in." So he works for like an exterior company, but mm-hmm. he does a lot of like ordering and things like that, and like with measurements and everything like that. But he was like putting like full formulas in, um, and it was like popping out exactly like how many yeah square feet of so and so he would need, and blah 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 blah. So, yeah, if you're doing something like that, it could be super useful. The more that you give it, the more that you'll receive. Exactly. So, like, if you tell it, so, like, that's why. it's math, right? I feel like. It is. Yeah, it's a computer. So, especially at that, it would be good at. Math, (laughs) especially, will be good because there's not a whole lot of wiggle room in terms of creativity. When you get into, like, the creativity or you're, like, writing a template or you're doing, like, you got to really hardcore dive and check that kind of stuff because Mm -hmm. it'll give you information that's just totally wrong. Like, but, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, but like with the co-pilot too, like it's starting to loop in a lot of that stuff. So you, you'll see we'll it create, more yeah. in like, like create this for me. Or, yeah. yeah. Or more in like PowerPoint, like make this PowerPoint like branded for me mm-hmm. or like do this. You know what I mean? Which it so, already did that before. It already did, but it, it just kind of does it a little better now. It definitely. But better. it's also being looped into like SharePoint as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So what's it going to do in SharePoint? I think just, just finding help. documents. I think. Um, no, kind of design wise, same same thing. It kind of will help like streamline that. Um, so 73% of people did say creative work that it once helped with, which is a lot for ideas. I feel like idea generation of creatives, right? Maybe, or just help with creative work in general. I feel like you gotta be careful with creative work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But if you're doing a PowerPoint internally for your company or something like that. Yeah. So there is, there are things that the internet can be very difficult and very damaging with, right? So like we do an RSS feed or we did, we don't do it anymore, but we had an RSS feed that would push blogs to our site of places that we thought were like, Hey, we think this would be valuable information and it would bring in images. Well, one of the images (laughs) that we brought in, which is deleted by the way, we did delete it, but uh, yeah, we got to couple emails about it so you got to be careful what the ai you can get into like 
plagiarism. You can get into like stealing of ideas or stealing of media content and stuff like that, which I, we had no intention of taking any of those images, right? That was not <laughs> our, we don't even, we don't even push people to our blog. In fact, I don't even right. think we have our blog. Right, you can't even search like, can't even it unless it's linked in something. So yeah. I don't know how, it must have reversed so, image yeah, search. we're dealing with that, that's fun. But it's like, you gotta be careful with that stuff. And that's just a simple RSS feed. Asking ChatGPT or an AI to like create me something or give me an idea for something. Yeah, when it comes to like creating images though, I mean. Could. But it could blend more. You could, more images you could say, I don't know, maybe you could give it an article and say, read this article and create a picture. Oh, create cool. a you know, a banner based on what it's saying. Maybe. I like that OpenAI and ChatGPT has topics where you can like put in like you can save your topics, right? So you can like talk about it with multiple different things mm -hmm. and then it'll remember all the variables that you talked about within that. Yes. topic of conversation so then you could give it a bunch of things you could be like you know i we have this we have that we do that give me any you know give me information about this or help me with this let me brainstorm that and then after you've been talking it to it for a series of time weeks then you can ask it questions about the entire conversation that you've been having and then it'll be more you know precise it's never going to be exact but it'll give you a little bit closer to what you're actually looking right. for. Yeah. You got to be careful with it. They're creative though. Cause I would just take it as like, uh, inspiration. Oh yeah. It's you good know? to give ideas. Like Dustin and I have used it definitely to give like, Oh, yeah. what how to video should I yeah. do on this? Like, you know, or and it'll be like, here's like 10 ones you could do. And then exactly. you're like, Oh, well, this, I've one, done this, but... you know, we, this one, we could use that one to, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, what else? And then admin tasks and planning their day, which we've definitely have talked about as too, as well too. Um, but then it did go into employees need AI aptitude, right? So it said 82% of leaders say employees will need new skills to prepare for AI. Yeah. So yeah. what we talk about all the time too, you can't just drop AI yeah. into your organization without being ready for it, right? Yes. Um, in the next slide, I think he went I, they call it like foundational what do they call it foundational productivity yeah um so basically mentioning like okay you have to have your processes in place um governance standardization mm -hmm, That's collaboration a, management you have to have all of that in place before you're able to implement ai that's the the chapter that i just wrote for that book is all about that governance standardization is to say that's Look, a big, huge part of what our company does as well. Yeah, right. It's literally that. Helping you efficient. grab your processes and understand your processes so that you can standardize and, and, right. and build governance. And so we help you do that. Absolutely. And we can fly out to your place of business and spend the whole day with you if you really want us to. We have packages for that. Sydney and I will show up literally on your doorstep. And yeah. so we, but that's what we do. And what in, in that chapter I was writing and I said, you have these for a reason. Don't let a robot break your processes. If you wouldn't let your employee break it, why would you let a robot? Because people are like, oh, we want AI. Okay, well, I'm going to go around our process. Or I'm going to go around our governance to ask ChatGPT or Copilot or the Google or BingBot or whatever to go around a process. That's how things break. That's how you end up with holes. That's where how you end up with misinformation. And that's that, it's not a good thing. How you do it wrong. Yeah, and it, it goes further to break that down, right? So, so part of that... Uh, AI aptitude, right? So they said 30%, like you need analytical judgment, yes. which is the person, like 
yes, you can use it, but you have to check it, right? You need flexibility, emotional intelligence, creative evaluation. Right. Um, From a human perspective. Exactly. Uh, Intellectual curiosity, bias detection and handling, and AI delegations of prompts. So, again, you can use all these things, but you still have to have a human that's going Doing to be all of these things for you. Right. And you need to train your employees on. And we talked about this before where we were say, are there going okay. to be certain positions or certain career paths that become uh, insignificant because of artificial intelligence? Yes. But it will also prop up new positions that we hadn't even thought of and, or weren't even like expecting like a, like a prompter. Like there will be people who are, it's their whole job is to communicate with ChatGPT, where they have this string of information. They have been communicating with the information for so long. They have all of their topics, and they have all of the back and forth and all the variable variables in one conversation piece, and that person's the prompter. So it's like, hey, Sydney, ask ChatGPT this, or this is the information that I'm trying to get out of AI. Can you help me? And that person's job is to communicate with the AI in such a way that we can grab information and relay it back on. That's going to be a, that's like, I mean, that's like data. I mean, that might not be the the most high level position in in your organization, but it'll be a, it'll be a a, a position, you know? Yeah. I don't know the statistic, but they did say at some point, I didn't write it down in here um, about like the number of increases in jobs, like at least on LinkedIn that have AI, like in the name. Um, It's it's definitely going to be something to watch here going forward. Oh, yeah. Is the shift in blue-collar jobs in the tech industry to say that – because right now, a lo- there aren't many blue-collar jobs in, in tech. It's like you're a developer, you're an architect, you're an engineer. Data entry is like the entry level to to tech job. But I'm telling you, we're going to start to see an influx of like blue-collar like artificial intelligent assistant prompt or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think that's what I was getting at as well. Yeah. We're um, going to see it. And, and we'll have a whole new level of, of blue collar. And I think it's a good thing. Now that doesn't mean that we don't regulate AI and we don't keep a check on it. What does it talk about that? Yeah. So it was kind of broken up into two sections, right? Okay. So the creative part, like possibility possibilities was the first part. And the second speaker they had, um, I don't know his name. Gladstone Grant is his name. Is it? <laughs> yeah. That sounds fake. But it's, I know. But it, Microsoft's responsible AI principles Okay. was the next portion. We should here. do an entire podcast on that. So let's not on break that. into that. Okay. Let's do an entire podcast on Microsoft's responsible AI principles because okay. that's, I don't want to like, gla- like glaze over that. We yeah. should do a whole podcast on that. They definitely did hit on it. Um, and at one point, there was two of them talking together, and he said, "Like, hey, like, if there's one thing you could tell people, like, about AI, mm-hmm. like, it does not want, it's not collecting your data." Yeah, sure. Is what he said. Oh my god, it's not collecting your data. It's not stealing your data. It's not listening to you. Um, it's just there to help you. I'm it's sure. already smart enough, which oh, made me giggle, but. That's what somebody who would want you to use AI so that they can collect more data about you would say. Yeah, but we we yes. still do like it. Yes, we still it's, do. We, it's it's responsible. But you it, have to be responsible when you lie. Yes, it made me giggle for oh sure. My gosh. Um, well, guys, hopefully you guys got a lot out of this. We are going to do a separate episode on. Yeah. What is it? AI principles, responsible AI. Principles. That's what we're going to do next. So, guys, thanks for hanging out. Until next time, you got anything else, Ed? No, I'm good. All right. See you. Yeah.
Well, guys, thanks so much for watching and or listening. We have had a great time. Hope you did, too. You can find all of the Work Wherever podcast episodes here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or all of your major streaming platforms, with new episodes dropping every Monday. Make sure to follow us at Capital Presence on all social platforms to stay up to date with the things all Work Wherever related. See you next week.